Yo, this is four-time Stanley Cup champion Darren McCarty from Leamington, Ontario. You're listening to the Hattrick Podcast with my boy, Tony the Tool from Harrow, and a bunch of his Leaf Slappy buddies. Anyways, it's a great podcast. It's all about the hockey, but you know, Leamington dominates. Anything, you wouldn't know it's the Essex County thing. Anyways, listen to the Hattrick Podcast. It's good stuff. And welcome, everybody. It's episode number 29 of Hat Trick Hockey. It's the Ken Dryden edition of Hat Trick Hockey. Ant here. Little few things on uh, on uh, Kenny, uh, Mr. Dryden there. Eight years in the league, 397 games played, 2.24 goals against average, 0.922 save percentage. Six-time Stanley Cup champ. He's won a con Smythe, five Vesnas, went into the Hall of Fame in the 83-84 season. So that's quite the career. Also, this episode is also brought to you by our good friends over at GL Heritage, the official beer of Hat Trick Hockey. Robert Sawyer. Crushing Blondes. <laughs> what, what's going on, man? Oh, you know, living the dream. Yeah. Can't wait till we get back to some fucking normalcy. Like, this oh, is crazy. Yeah, it seems crazy. like... Seems like the uh, freaking cases are like up and down lately. Like everything's all fucky right now, eh? Like I was like, oh, 35 cases next day, like fucking 180. I'm like, holy shit. Like why is such a fluctuation here? Like what the hell is going on? Yeah, well, they did one today that said uh, 35 cases and then, oh, we're going to add 170 to it. <laughs> so it like, what? how? Right. Like, yeah. what, did somebody, somebody misplace the fucking numbers? <laughs> Must have. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Know. Crazy times right now. Um, so I see your Leafs there. Wave Jason Spezza. What do you I think? I understand how you go 10 for 10 and fucking face off dot and you get waved the next day. Well, yeah, I guess he is a big, uh, big like face off guy, eh? But would you have they, them there? They, they have them out there for key key faceoffs. Like I, I don't understand that at all. Do you think maybe it was the like maybe he's not putting up as much as as they would like him to? Like I understand he's kind of older in the league and he has a like limited role. But yeah, I weird. think the guy's a fucking stud. He dropped the mitts last year in the playoffs. That made me so excited. I, I couldn't I couldn't believe that it, your oldest guy on the team doing all your dirty mm-hmm. yeah. and he's not and he's and he's not a um you know uh a, a bad person in, in when he's out on the ice you know what i mean like he's not i don't know i don't know mm-hmm. yeah it kind of threw me off too i didn't know what the hell was going on there i don't know maybe they're they have plans to do something else like i don't know man but he cleared waivers too right he did yes but they put Dell on on waivers too as well, the goalie, mm-hmm. and he got picked up. Yeah, uh, I think I think someone will grab him. Like I said, he comes cheap, right? So I can see. Doesn't he stay stay with the Leafs? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that. I think he can sign elsewhere. Can he? I'm I'm not sure. Are, are you cut now? I think so. Yeah, I think essentially oh. that's how it goes. If you're waived, it's bye. So. I think someone else will get him. I'm sure they will. Speaking of those Leafs, Jumbo Joe got his first goal. 
is a nice shot too. What a fucking play by Mitch Marner. Did you see that? <laughs> like, that kid is a <laughs> like lays lays down on the ice almost, stops it with the shaft of his stick, sucks everybody down low to him, drops it back, and who's there? Jumbo. Bingo. Uh, right there. And he made a beautiful shot, beat the goalie clean. So uh congrats, Joe and Mitch. What a fucking play. Rob, what do you think on that one? Love both the guys, like like you know everybody's talking all this shit about uh jumbo not being able to keep up with matthews and marner like this guy's such a smart hockey player you know and and he's getting what these guys are throwing down mm-hmm. you know like that 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 stick lay on the ground to, to collect that pass was insane and what a pass what a pass like banked off the boards like yeah right to him like a like an absolute just fucking dart of a pass like one little kiss off the boards and it was right there yeah let's go oh it was like when i seen that goal i was like wow and then they showed it and then it was yeah like marner like laying down on the ice and i'm like holy shit just man that's why those guys get get paid the big bucks and actually speaking of that speaking of all those big guys all the snipers in the league are scoring right now like crosby ov fucking matthews mcdavid they're all scoring right now all the big dogs are scoring this is kind of like normally one of them's kind of off a little bit but what do you think of this rob all all the big dogs going in fucking let's go man this is fucking hockey yeah you know what you you can't take days off like this is this is basically a 56 game playoff Mm -hmm. you know like it's a everybody's ripping you you don't have time to go into the slump no. So the money that you're making, you better make it. Yeah. It's a race for the playoffs. Yeah. That's all it is. Right. And then when you yeah. get in, what's good too is uh, speaking of the fucking Stanley Cup playoffs, there's going to automatically be a team from Canada in the semifinals. It's huge. Automatic. I like this layout. <laughs> you know, maybe when when everything opens up, maybe they, they can still go across and play one another, but have it always line up like this. They're they're gonna have to go into a hub again though, right? For for this oh like go into a bubble. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any way that they can and, and it'll it'll be in Canada too. Like so <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna have I would think that it's gonna be in Canada, but that being said. If you think about it too, it's only one team that's got to cross to the U.S., right? Yeah. And I don't know if they have the 14-day quarantine either. Uh, I'm sure. I think if you cross any fucking thing, you have to. Like if you cross any border, I'm pretty, oh, okay. sure, I'm pretty sure you have to quarantine for 14 days. Like if we went down to like Florida, let's say, we would have to quarantine. Quarantine at the beach for 14 fucking days. No, we would have to sit in our condo or something for 14 days. Bring it on. And just get ripped before we would be able I'm to. We're in a fucking hut anyway, so it doesn't <laughs> matter. Be right on the beach. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, if there's – I could see us or these guys maybe going over to the States, but where are they going to be at with cases in the States too? Like, they're, I'm sure that will be monitored too, right? So, But Canada right now is kind of no better, but we'll see. Well, we're better, but I just mean like we're starting to ramp up. Like that's like this fucking area as of late is kind of one of the hot spots, right? So yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. Either way, they're doing it, man. Like we're getting if they're running the year, they're obviously going to run the playoffs, right? 
Um, so, do you see everything with uh, Keith Yandel? About his Iron Man streak? Yeah, Florida was going to scratch him. That's such fucking shit. Yeah, he has it. It's like 856 games or something like that, or it's it's eight something. It's eight eight hundred and something games solid, and they were gonna scratch him. But if you're if you're a healthy scratch, that shouldn't go against you. But it's just consecutive games in the lineup. That's the streak, right? I I, I thought it was like injuries or whatever. You know what I mean? Like where mm-hmm. where that played, and this guy's fucking never hurt. I know, and he's so good. I, I don't understand it. And and you you're gonna be a healthy scratch in fucking Florida. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Come on. Coach Q, what's going on? We're going to have to talk to that guy. <laughs> like, what's going on here? But they're saying that he might end up getting dealt and this and that. So what do they do? They put him in the lineup. Guy scores. <laughs> scores a goal. Like, you know. You think maybe it was a ploy or a push? Like, uh, you know, maybe he wasn't. Because I heard I heard that uh, he, he wasn't practicing. You know, like, they, they, they weren't even having him practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I wonder if it was just a push. Like maybe he wasn't. He didn't have no jump, and they they said, "Well, fuck, man. Like we're gonna we're gonna healthy scratch you." And he's like, "Well, well, fuck. I'll go play for Phoenix. <laughs> back to Arizona. I'll I'll make that roster. He'll he'll be back hanging out with Biz again. And Biz will be oh. chilling. <laughs> yeah." The desert dogs. Um, so Saturday night too. So McDavid and Uncle Leo. Okay, these guys combined for eight points. So Connor had the hat trick and an assist, and Drysidle had four assists. <laughs> Have a night, boys. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Isn't that insane? Two players just so dominant playing yeah. on the same line. But not every night, though, right? Uh, I think they're they're playing together a lot. Are they? Yeah, but I, I, I'm talking about their record. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. you could pile everything on one fucking line, mm-hmm. and that don't mean shit. Do you know who their other winger is? Who? Zach Cassian. Oh, yeah. He just had a baby. Congratulations to him, yeah. too, right? Yeah. He missed uh, – I, I want to – was it their opener? Uh, might have been. It might have been that game there, that eight point game, maybe. Well, if he did, yeah, I didn't see that. Congrats, Zach. That's awesome. Yeah, it's second baby. Awesome. So he went. He went home back here to Windsor, and uh, yeah. So, so he, so he so, missed. I don't know if it was that game exactly, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, congratulations to him and his his family. That's awesome. What do you have, a boy or a girl? Do you know? Uh, 50-50 shot here. Okay, well, don't Girl. guess. But, Girl. But, but that's awesome, though. Congrats, Zach. Um, so Dylan Larkin and Zach Wierenski are good friends. So the Wings played Columbus. I think it was last night or, well, yesterday afternoon. So there was like a minute left to go in the game or whatever. Well, there was a big scrum around the net. Well, Wierenski and Larkin ended up dropping the gloves so they fought okay so they're good friends and I think Bobby Ryan was also there was 
two fights going at once. So Bobby Ryan was over there. I don't know who the hell, whoever he was paired up with. But the funny part of it was Larkin left two seats for Zach's mom and dad at the game. So he left, he left the other guy's seats and then they fought him. <laughs> so, but at, at, at the end of the fight, they were like laughing and stuff. But at the end of the fight, I just thought it was pretty funny, but that just shows you that's fucking, that's hockey, baby. That's hockey. <laughs> you know, what was that thing you sent me about uh, an angel says something or, you know, and then, then God says, Oh yeah, watch this. <laughs> watch this. I'll drop. Yeah. How did that go? It was, uh, I think Drew fucking sent that to me. It was something about like, let me see. Canadians are so nice. Yeah, it was something about uh, Canadians being so nice, and then God says, "Here, wait, watch this. I'll drop a puck," <laughs> and, then it, and then it gets dirty. <laughs> but it's true though. It's fuck. It's true. We're all nice guys until you drop a puck, and then it's fucking on. Game on. Yeah, game on. Also. Boston hasn't even scored an even strength goal yet, Rob. I thought that, that would make you happy being a fuck Boston type guy. Well, it's because the Leafs aren't in their fucking program. Because <laughs> they're not in their fucking yeah. division. You, you don't get you don't get any fucking seven goal comebacks. That's fucking funny, man. Yeah, so they have not. So I don't know what the hell's going on there. They got so much firepower too. But bro, I gotta tell you, I'm loving this Canadian division. Me too. I'm telling you. If you took 12 fucking teams and made it own league out of this, it would it would blow the NHL away. I honestly think that. And you brought the rules back. Take that fucking instigator out of there. Take, you know what I mean? Like make and you hockey. made hockey hockey again. This shit is this shit is awesome. But 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 what was great too was the the Red Wings having two fights at the same time. When was the last <laughs> time you saw that? Oh, gosh. It's been a long time. Right. Like, years that yeah. I've seen two fights in any game at the yeah. same time. Yeah, going at the same time. Yeah. Like, that's old school. That's old-time hockey. You want to know what I like, Rob, is the Wings have, like, they've only played, what, three games? They're playing number four later on here. Yeah. And uh, they've only played three or four games, and they have, like, three or four fighting majors. <laughs> it's awesome so you know but it's nice to see because the wings are kind of a younger squad now right like they're in a rebuild so they're a little bit of a younger team but they're fucking scrapping man and they're all standing up for each other and stuff it's nice to see put it put it put it that way i i still think they should have picked up our boy matt pumple me too but speaking too. of pumple he he got signed right yes yes he did get signed he was, what was it, uh, Malmo, uh, it was in the Swedish Elite League. So I, I made sure I sent him a huge congrats from the boys here at the show. And uh, I told him when he gets like settled in, we'll get him on for an update episode and we'll see how everything's going with him soon. So best of luck, Matt. Yeah, best of luck, Matt. He's a beaut. Total, is total a beaut. fucking beaut. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. Um. Real quick before we uh, flip over to our interview, Boston, I hear, I just read a thing tonight in Boston that, sorry, not Boston, duh, fucking the Sabres are trying to put another piece into their wagon, Rob, and they're trying to sign goaltender Mark andre Fleury 
Apparently they're trying to work out a deal, but in order for it to work, how it would have to go was um, Las Vegas would have to retain a lot of his like salary and Buffalo would have to send multiple picks and possibly a guy or two, a guy or two like NHL ready the other way. So do you, what, 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 what do you think would happen if Mark, or if Mark Andre Fleury was in Buffalo? Did you see what they just? I think they're building something special there. Like that's insane, man. Like they're building a fucking wagon. Like I'm, I'm quite impressed with Buffalo right now. Me too. With with what they did done and 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 all it had was what Eichel to say, "Fuck this, I don't want to be here. If you guys aren't going to do anything for me, why should I?" Yeah. Next thing you know. Here's Taylor Hall. Yeah. Oh, you want Andre Fleury? Oh, we'll go. We'll go see what he's doing. And they got Mark Mark Stahl too, right? No, not Mark Stahl. Jordan Stahl. Right. Mark's with the Red Wings, but uh, but yeah, they got Stahl there too. So like, that's fucking some leadership, man. Was it them who just pumped Philly? I'm pretty sure it was them. They just beat Philly like six one, didn't they? I'm not I sure, was... but I saw Taylor Hall's uh, first goal as a Buffalo Saber. No. That was pretty sweet. Just yeah. a nice little tap in, go to the net with the stick down on the ice. Mm-hmm. It was Dude, a beaut. Mick David, I was watching one of his games the other night. He scored a goal. When he skated, it's almost like a cheat code. <laughs> like That guy, when he takes one solid stride, he's three strides ahead of everybody. Like, yeah, he's... can he... T- He's amazing to watch. And also, yes, so it was last night the Sabres laid a beating on Philly. They beat him 6-1 just last night. So look out because Buffalo is fucking – we'll see what happens, man. Like I said, they did sign a lot of of guys, so. Who did did Detroit beat? Uh, Detroit beat – I think it was uh, Carolina – Yes, they beat Carolina 4-2 on Saturday. Carolina should have had the Toronto Maple Leaf fucking Zamboni driver in that. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently Carolina's having a little bit of issue with the COVID right now, too. Yeah, I just saw some a game uh, tonight. Yeah, tonight they were due to play in uh, Nashville. So they right, were, that's that sort of was, yep. Yeah, yep. so th- they were due to play in Nashville, and the game was canceled due to uh, the Carolina Hurricanes having some issues with COVID. So hopefully everything's okay there, and they can get back on schedule soon. So that being said, Rob, this interview. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> like. What a fucking beaut, this guy. <laughs> like, Bro, I was glory. Carlos is an amazing fucking total beaut. Yeah. That, that, yeah, you know, like it's, it's uh, Carlos Gomez. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you who didn't know. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, so <laughs> now that Rob's done fucking around. We had Scott, <laughs> we had Scotty Gomez on with us. So this guy came on, shot to shot. Scotty too, honey. Yeah, he was uh, he was awesome. So this got is to gonna, meet his mom. 
yeah his mom too came through on the background it was quite funny you guys will see in the in the video edition of the show you guys will see that it was make sure you guys check out our youtube page you you see these guys in their glory interviewing oh it's it's amazing yeah it's a good time (laughs) yeah it is and he's a fucking gem what a what a total beaut yeah so this is one's going to be a two-parter because scotty was with us for like almost an hour and a half so and dealing with our bullshit yeah we had some internet freaking issues actually both ends it was kind of weird for a little bit even uh fucking even he was saying there himself he's like that was weird i'm like i know (laughs) but we got it all figured out and we finished off the interview so we're gonna send uh part one of scotty gomez so here he is guys seriously enjoy it's awesome roll it this episode of Hot Trick Hockey is brought to you by Mike McDonald. Mike McDonald is a senior agent with Allstate Insurance and is proud to call Harrow, Ontario home. He has helped countless clients in the Windsor-Essex County area save money and get the protection they need. Mike's knowledge and drive to succeed gives his customers the best quality care and advice. He prides himself on excellent customer service. Specializing in home and auto insurance, Mike can customize your policy to suit your needs and be your trusted advisor to make sure you and your family are protected. Allstate has many features and benefits, including disappearing deductible, claim satisfaction guarantee, drive-wise, claim forgiveness, ticket forgiveness, and many more. Find out how much you can save. Call 226-773-8275. That's 226-773-8275. Are you in good hands? And this next cat on here with us was a 1998 draft pick where he was drafted 27th overall by New Jersey. This man played over a thousand games in the NHL, racked up 756 points over 16 NHL season. He he was an NHL all-star, two-time Stanley Cup champion, everybody's favorite uncle, Scotty Gomez. (laughs) Scotty, how's it going, buddy? Hot stuff, guys. Thanks for having me. How's everything going with all this COVID shit and everything? I think it's just like everyone. Uh, we're all, uh, it's a different world. I mean, uh, something new comes up every day. I think we're all just trying to find out what happens and hopefully uh, we all get through this and, um, you know, a little normalcy. But I mean, who, who can complain when no one knows really what the fuck's going on? So mm-hmm. it's kind of that. Are, are you in Alaska now? No, I'm in uh, San Diego. I'm at my parents' place. Uh, they, they come in for the winters. So, might as well, uh, you know, Alaska's kind of can't golf too much right now, as you, <laughs> you guys know. So, uh, you know, i just been out here and I uh, was out in Alaska for a while and then here and uh, it's been good. Sorry about that if you hear the birds. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say, you got some birds there or something? Yeah, my parents fucking got some birds here. So, <laughs> this is like the only spot, this is like the only spot in the house that the internet works too. So, I'm like, <laughs> these things haven't, these things haven't said a fucking thing for I don't know how long and now they're, they're chirping, but oh. <laughs> All right, let's get right into her. So you uh, grew up in Alaska, right? Yeah, born and raised in uh, Anchorage, Alaska. So that's where you obviously started to play hockey, right? Yeah, yeah, hockey. Uh, hockey's, we had uh, the college. There's two colleges in the state, um, University of Alaska in Fairbanks and then University of Alaska Anchorage. And, uh, yeah, believe it or not, we had some really good hockey players. Uh, great program for, for us kids growing up. So we uh, – Hockey and basketball are really, really big. Uh, you know, obviously you can play all winter long, but, but yeah. So um, because of the college hockey, uh, that's how kind of got really into it. Mm-hmm. 
Is, is Anchorage like one big hockey rink? Uh, no, no, it's, uh, it's, it's Anchorage is pretty big and it's, it's really diverse. I think people have, uh, you know, the question's always, uh, how does a Mexican Alaskan play in the NHL or, you know, but Alaska's really diverse from all the, the history of, uh, you know, World War II, there was earthquakes, there was, um, the pipeline being built. So a lot of, a lot of minority groups went in there and worked. So yeah, I mean, it's really diverse. Anchorage is probably, uh, yeah, I'd probably give a shit for this, but probably like 450,000 maybe 500 people in Anchorage and there's probably like 600 in the state my numbers are off but you get the idea how big uh, Anchorage is uh it's kind of the New York City of uh, Alaska how, how how did you were your parents born there or did they move there or no uh yeah uh my mom's born in Columbia and she was uh was raised in New York until she was like eight and then same thing she was raised by her uh grand uncle and he was a painter and he went up to Alaska during the pipeline in the 70s. And my dad's got, there's 10 of them. And two of them were born in the States, right around this area I'm at right now, Pacific Beach, San Diego. And the rest were born in Mexico. And so my dad's American citizen, but uh, he's got 10 first cousins and kind of the other thing. Um, kind of like the other thing. They, uh, the other ones went up there to Alaska because there was so much work. And uh, that's kind of what happened. Wow. So you're quite diverse yourself, Colombian, Mexican. Alaskan. Yeah, I mean, you, everyone always just thinks of the Mexican because of Gomez, but yeah, I got a, I got Colombian blood in me, uh, half and half. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, <laughs> get a little more Mexican all day, and then when the when the when the alcohol flows more of the Colombian style, I get the more uh, you know, the dancing and stuff I got. So, but mostly Mexican during the day to quiet and don't like to you know deal with people. <laughs> That's hilarious. So how old were you when you started to play hockey? Like super young or? Yeah, I, um, I was, uh, I was four years old. My dad, uh, took me to a Seawolf game for the college team. And, uh, I went there and, um, yeah, it just, uh, I really wanted to try it. Um, back then the boys and girls club could, uh, could offer you, uh, equipment. You just had to have your own skates and helmet and stuff. So we went on a Saturday picked up some gear and uh yeah basically uh they have like learned escape programs and that's that's kind of how i got started awesome who, who were your kind of coaches there like anybody like who, who do you remember you know like doing that well, our, uh, escape? our well growing up i mean our all our coaches were basically uh, they were old college guys uh guys that stayed in the community after they were done playing so our minor league like hockey coaches and stuff we we actually got a really good uh i mean we had we had good we had really good hockey coaches it wasn't like some uh you know some dad that just just is put skates on and you know <laughs> doing 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 the wife a favor no we actually had guys that knew what the hell they were doing so as far as that regards us growing up as kids in my age group and the older generation uh yeah there was a lot a lot of hockey uh, a lot of hockey minds that are at least we thought they were good as kids i mean probably <laughs> we were shit now but hold on let me close this real fast <laughs> that's funny man he's putting the birds outside the fuck up. no i'm not putting them outside <laughs> trying to the usually birds go with them. those birds no, are, I can't do that. are fucking nuts aren't they <laughs> not nuts i just feel bad for you guys like fuck i live here oh, with them, so good, yeah, it doesn't bother me yeah don't worry about it man it's all good we got yeah. scotty gomez on here what a fucking view yeah. <laughs> it's all good man <laughs> so uh how old were you when you got your first like look from any sort of like junior team or or like anything like that um 
Well, what happened was is that, you know, growing up, we uh, you get older, you start playing more, and um, we we actually the the talent was really great. I mean, uh, the competition level was unbelievable. Um, as we got to Pee Wee's, um, the winner of the state tournament would go out and play in nationals, and like the competition in in, ta- in state was just unreal. But the winner that went to nationals, I mean, they'd get their, you know, they'd get their ass kicked by, by teams from the low 48 just because the talent pool was, was that much better. So when I was my second year in Pee Wee, what they did was they put the, they put the best kids together. And another group of kids are older than us, or maybe two years, they did that, that group where, where we could compete nationally mm-hmm. after that. So like our first trip, um, they put the team together. We, um, you know, it sucks because we're when we play the other two Alaskan organizations. I mean, we're killing them. Yeah. But when we go outside, now we can compete. I mean, one of our first trips was uh, we went to the the Kingsman tournament in Oshawa. Mm-hmm. I think like I think like Gretzky had like thirty nine points in like five games or some crazy. Like he he holds the all time. Yeah, it's some. I mean, because we've never Jesus. seen it. But um, it's the first time we played. So like growing up, we had no idea what the Toronto Red Wings, the Marlies. Um, you know, we knew kind of about Little Caesars, uh, GPD, CompuWare. It was kind of teams like that. Yeah. Where it was our kind of our initiation to the the big boys. Like we go play in this tournament, we play the Marlies, and they had uh, I think Daniel the Chuck was like rated as, or was supposed to be the next Lindros because he was like probably about five eight when the rest of us were how tall or I, you know I don't I can't remember, but <laughs> it kind of was the first glimpse of us. We're like, are you kidding me? There's there, there's what there's scouts at the game. Like there's actual scouts and all this at, at games and their agents. And we just didn't know what the hell was going on. Um, I think with the Marlies, we, uh, it was two to one after one. So we thought, wow, we, we can hang right there. And they fucking, I think they beat us like 11 to two. And for us <laughs> cocky kids that we'd never been, I mean, we'd never been on the other side of that. And in the whole time too, it wasn't like they just beat us. I mean, they talk shit after even after the ninth goal, they were just talking shit. It was like, <laughs> Jesus, give up. Like, you know, so, but uh, it was kind of like our coach afterwards was kind of like, it was our, our initiation to like, Hey, this is uh this is the big time. And we're only like 11, 12 years old, yeah. but by the end of that year, or by the end of that, probably the tournament, I mean, we play that team again and we're right in there. Cause like I said, we started playing little Caesars and Compuware and teams like that, that they all were used to playing against each other. This was, this was all new to us. So I think that was kind of the first time we're like, like at the national tournaments and, and the tournaments where you're there, maybe scouts and stuff are starting to realize that like, wow, there's some, there's some group of kids in Alaska that, uh, that can play. Mm-hmm. So I think that maybe that's like the first time we kind of got some recognition. And as you got older, you just kind of went more. Yeah. That's awesome. So were you the first person like drafted out of uh, Alaska? Uh, no, there's been other guys drafted. I think I get credit for being, uh, probably the first born and raised to play in the NHL, but no hockey was uh, our older group. I mean, the guys that were older than us, I think two or three years, like Brian Swanson, he played in the league um, a little bit after me, but they're, 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 those group of guys, they were great. And we had some fantastic college teams in the, in the early nineties, like 90, 91. I mean, those teams are making it to the, uh, the quarterfinal or the semifinals of the national tournament. And so we did have, we didn't like the NHL was the furthest thing from us. Mm-hmm. That was the furthest thing on our mind. We had no idea. Like, you know, that's unheard of to make the NHL. Uh, us growing up was just college. If you can get a college scholarship, 
that was uh that was the nhl i mean and reluctant i didn't go to college but uh but yeah that was our thing that was and one of the first guys to make it was um was uh he was a rock star. He's not from there, but uh, Mike Peluso played college. Okay. Oh yeah, in Alaska. So Peluso, um, let me try to get away from this fucking. Peluso <laughs> played, and uh, I don't know if this will help, but Peluso was kind of the first guy that like was like rock star status. Okay. That um, that you know, but I mean, he was obviously a different route. But yeah, we had we definitely had great uh, we had great hockey growing up as kids. That, but as far as like I said, as far as the NHL, that was that was the first thing from anyone's mind. So to, to from Alaska, what would have been the closest arena to you? Like to go uh, to like, an NHL game? Uh, well, that's the thing. I mean, unless you had mommy and daddy had money to go do it. But I do remember we were kids. Uh, when, when, I, when I was a mite, I made a comp team. I actually got cut from a team. So it was on the other um, other comp team. And we, uh, we played uh, down in Richmond, B.C. And we ended up going to – we actually played in between uh, periods at the – old uh, vancouver coliseum oh yeah against the north star so yeah that's i mean but yeah we didn't i mean we knew nothing about the nhl when we go to so vancouver obviously is, is the closest but um when we go to a tournament in silver sticks in michigan port Huron, yeah. uh a couple times when we went to those we go early and uh hopefully the red wins be playing at the joe so caught a couple games when i was a when i was a kid we but yeah as far as nhl man we it just it just depends what city you went to for a hockey uh, hockey trip. Right. So actually, speaking of your NHL draft, now your NHL draft was in Buffalo, right? Yeah. Yep. So you were drafted 27th. Now, there was a kind of a funny story about your draft, right? About your friends were back at home watching. Can you kind of fill us in on that? Well, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> like growing up as a kid and watching, you know, ESPN would always have the draft. And it literally was all you cared about was getting on TV, walking up to the stage, you know, putting the arms around whoever drafted you. And I mean, that's just as a kid. That's, that was the ultimate goal. That's yeah. all you watched on a Saturday morning when the draft was on. So my year of the draft, they had some, leave it up to the NHL, they had some genius route that they were going to, uh, each team got a timeout before they're, if they want. So you're, you're, you're on the clock and then you could take like a 10-minute timeout. Mm-hmm. So instead of the first round lasting however long, like an hour or whatever, maybe a little longer than it's supposed to. I think our first round was like three hours long. And so anyway, back then, no phones or anything. Um, I get, I go down to the last pick of the first round, finally get chosen, get up on the stage. Here, here it is. You know, you're just, in, you're, you know, you're in disbelief. It's kind of cool. You're there. But I do remember uh, you get a little break before you do all the, the photo ops and everything. And there was a payphone. on, you know, my friends were all watching. And I just called back home and I was like, you know, here it is. And they're all like, where did you go? And I'm like, what the fuck you mean? Where'd I go? You know, then you guys see me on TV and they're like, no, after the 26 pick, uh, uh, ESPN cut it off for buck hunting. <laughs> so like the only goal I ever had was to get on TV for the draft. That's all. I didn't even care where I went. I didn't care. I just wanted to get up on stage and do the whole thing that we've been watching since we were kids. But yeah, Buckmasters, whatever took over. So that uh, that timeout during the draft always pissed me off. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Fuck. Okay, just to go back just a little bit. Before you uh, got drafted to the NHL, you 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 had the opportunity to go play college or junior. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was like major junior was never even in consideration. Didn't know anything about it actually. Uh, 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, well, I think in like 89, because the World Juniors was in Alaska. And if you, that was when like uh, Burry, Fedorov, Mogilny, uh, Yager, Holy, like if you look at the um, US had Ronick, Madonna, like it was unreal. So when they were trying to promote the tournament, they had, um, they had like three, te- four teams from the dub, WHL come up to Anchorage. I think it was like Portland, Seattle, um, maybe try I, I forget which teams it were. It was definitely Portland, Seattle, but they had games at the Sullivan where we all watched a college team and, and no one really got the concept. It's kind of like, wow, these guys are not wearing a full shield. There's fights. And so that was, they were trying to build up the world juniors. Um, later on, my introduction to the world juniors kind of, kind of creepy, I guess if you want to say was um, uh, Calgary hitmen were, were going to be an expansion team. And I got drafted by Spokane our, the draft was coming up. There was another great player that I grew up with, Ty Jones. He was uh, 13th overall to the Blackhawks the year before. So he was my line mate, six foot four, unreal hockey player. They, uh, Graham James came up to Alaska, if you know that creepy name. So Graham James came up to Alaska and he wanted to make Ty the first pick overall in the WHL for the expansion, Calgary Hitman tell everyone I was going to college and then make me the second round pick. So um, that Christmas, we, we, we'd always go to the max tournament. If your team was better, you go to the max tournament. It's a big tournament in, in, uh, in Calgary. And uh, Graham James is taking me all around. I, I got to meet a couple of people, you know, but he's taking me all around. And then uh, at the all-star game, I'm in the all-star game and uh, a couple of the Calgary guys are like, Hey, that guy's a, you know, you know, that guy's a pedophile or whatever. And I'm like, you know, what's that? Like, I didn't fucking McCaggy or whatever. Like, like, what the fuck? Who's that? Was it? Wait, a what? And then uh, I call home and I'm like, hey, this guy's supposedly this, whatever. And then, you know, we had no idea what, what, what and then the next year when our juniors, yeah, that shit all went down. So actually my, uh, my introduction to major juniors from that creep, but uh, thank God, thank God okay. that wasn't going to happen. But um, I got older and, uh, you know, I was dead set on college. I went to the BC. I was, uh, I was going to go to Colorado college because Brian Swanson, and a couple other guys, Don Lucia was the coach and they were a powerhouse there. I uh, sat on there and my billets, you know, being in Canada, because I didn't go to the USA, the United States junior hockey league. I ended up in the BC league where, and it was different with the draft and the age. So they kind of, my coaches and my billets kind of sabotaged the college thing. They kind of got my parents on board where, when my parents came to visit, they would take them to major junior games and it'd be like, you know, see that guy right there, that kid's going to make a million dollars next year. And Scott's like, well, it just, that's how I got going. We didn't know anything about it because Spokane had my rights and they had the Memorial cup that year. And I signed a letter of intent to go to college. They dropped my rights and my best friend, Ty Jones was there. They dropped it. And then, um, they, uh, they, uh, that was my mom. She's super <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's super hungover right now and then yeah she's hurting uh um so yeah that's how basically when i mean went to tri-cities was we won i think like 17 games that year out of like out of like 70 games i mean it was just i was rated in the top five in the draft that's basically why i also went to major junior and i got hurt like my first my fourth game in and i didn't play and so i fell down in the draft but i knew nothing about the major junior or anything about it and next thing you know some uh I didn't know if I made the right decision. Let's put it that way, but it all worked out at the end. 
Hell yeah, it did. So <laughs> where were you? Like everybody, it always sticks in your brain. Where were you when you got your first call up? Or did you go right out of camp? Motherfucker, I was right in the room when they called. I didn't know. I didn't go. I was more mad. I was more mad. Glad you did your homework. I was more mad. Uh, <laughs> I was more mad. Uh, I thought I should have made it my 18-year-old year. I was more pissed off about that. I mean, I, I got kept till the end. Uh, back then, if they sign you, you got to stay. You have to play. They have to keep you for 10 games, and they keep you. You're there for all year. So I was pissed that I got sent back my 18-year-old year because I just came out of the blue. But it was – for me, it was – I mean, you're playing with the best of the best. It was almost, it's like the game was almost easier playing because the way you know, I dished the puck, but I got sent back. And then um, I, that summer I had to, uh, I had to go live in Jersey for like nine weeks before me and like a bunch of guys. Um, and we had to work out with Vladimir Burry. And that kind of was like the indication of you can go through that. I had the same kind of camp and uh, yeah, there was, I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't going anywhere. So, so when you, when you got sent down and you were up at the time, what was it like going back and playing down? Oh man, it was, it was tough. It was, uh, you know, it was, it was, oh, you couldn't even believe it also opens your eyes on like how, I mean, we're talking, you're, you're playing with grown men that are just can do anything with the puck, the, the, the physicality, everything. And now you're going, uh, you're, is mom making you some soup? No, she's making her some soup. Yeah, yeah, Jesus, mom. Fuck, why don't you just, just throw the pucks against the wall? Like, <laughs> she's hurting. Because she's everything hurting. going on around you, your eyes are everywhere. So that's why I'm like, uh, no, all good. Uh, no, she's good. She's making herself some soup. <laughs> Scotty, so, uh, you want a bowl too? No, she's, you know, she had a, we had a late one last night. That's why. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, do you want to say hi? Hi, mom, to the camera. <laughs> so they, uh, I don't know what talk. Oh, so no, so I get sent back down, and um, it's great to see the boys. I mean, because when you're up, people don't realize it's not like you're hanging out with anyone right away. I mean, especially when all the guys are getting cut, you end up you're the, basically the only one at the hotel. You're you're going to the rink. You're giving. You're, I don't know how you're getting to the games. I mean, someone's probably picking you up. But you know, we grew up playing. And hanging out with the guys all the time. So when you're finally up there, you're with grown men. I mean, it's not uh, it's not what people think in the beginning. So when I got sent down, I was happy. I was pumped. I had some cash in my pocket because I think if you play in those exhibition games back then, you get like $400 cash or whatever. I ended up playing like five or six of them. I, I can't remember. It was 18. But um, I got back and then, you know, I'm thinking I'm just going to dominate right away. But you're playing with, you know, kids again <laughs> where, the, where the level's not really uh, – up to par and you're just you're getting frustrated and you're kind of you're kind of being a dick on certain things because you know and i give the devil's credit i was struggling and don hay was my coach and he told he told the devils like maybe my attitude wasn't really i just was still mad that i didn't get i didn't stay with the team and um yeah the lou lamarillo and another scout they flew down to see me and kind of put my ass back in shape of like hey uh you know we got it you're not ready yet or you might think you are, but we got to see how uh, we got to see how you're going to react. Like we got to see if you're going to make guys better. So let's let's go and maybe and I don't know if many organizations would do that. I never you know heard of that, but they they took the time to fly down and kind of got me back in the back ready to go. And uh, it was it was great after that. Mm-hmm. What was was Lou like a, a mafia boss? Like when when he <laughs> would talk, like like we we'd be like scared. And shit. Well, you don't uh, you don't know anything yet. You don't you don't know you don't know the myth about 
Lou Lamarillo, you have no idea until your agents and stuff warn you um, until the next, like, can't, cause at 18, no one really expected anything from me, but holy shit. Now that I'm like, you know, I'm in the mix. Now you kind of get, you kind of see, you kind of learn, you get to see the vibe of it. And um, yeah, the next year, I mean, you're, you're warned even when, before you go into camp, I mean, your agents are like, you got to have, I mean, you got to have short hair. You got to be, you got to have a collared shirt. You got to, I mean, you're, you're hearing all this and you're like, really? And it's like, they're not joking around. I mean, you got to be, uh, it's a different world, brother. And once you get there, you realize that, yeah, he is, uh, he's, he's fucking scary, man. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Everything about, but I'll give you, a, um, uh, the world juniors that year, the year before I got drafted, uh, the world junior, I, I make the team and, um, the camps, uh, before we go out to Finland, we're in, uh, we're in Jersey and, uh, we're in Hoboken, New Jersey. And we get to, we get to, we're going to get introduced during half during the period, the Rangers and the devils are playing and Gretzky's playing for the uh, Rangers. So, you know, can't wait to go to the game. Um, the team gets separated. We're downstairs. I think it's like five of us. And, and me and Ty Jones, another Alaskan, so we're both goofballs. But uh, the team leader goes, hey, Lou would like to invite you guys into the room to show you his Stanley Cup ring. So we're like, sure, no problem. So there's like five of us that go in the room. And it's Lou Lamarill's office. They have no clue about him. No, don't know anything about this guy, Have no, about his reputation or anything. Well, on the board, and most NHL rings, but now it's all computerized and stuff. But on the board behind the scenes is all like, uh, you know, every team, every player, which players are getting ready to come up, which it just, it's a, it's a whole wall. Well, on the end of the wall, there was a, there was a sign basically like guys that are ready, like kind of next in line. Like I think Brendan Morrison's name was, there was a couple other guys and me and Ty Jones um, were joking around and he, and fucking Jonesy goes, I dare you to put your name on there. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> all right. So I can do Granted, I don't know anything about Lula Real. So anyway, <laughs> I walk over and there's a Sharpie and no one's watching. I put Gomez right there. <laughs> and so Lou goes at the end, he's like, does anyone have any, does anyone have any questions? Everyone's looking at the ring. He goes, does anyone have any questions or anything? And I raised my hand. I was like, yeah. And he's like, what? And I go, why the fuck is my name so low there? I'm better than all those guys. And the team leader, like the whole people in the devil's office just was like, like could have died that I touched <laughs> Lou Lamarill's board. Like let's, <laughs> One thing, oh, granted, I had no fucking clue who this guy was or anything. The fucking team leader guy of ours is just like, dude, if this guy's not gonna have a heart attack, he's like, they're all apologizing. And Lou's just like, and Lou's kind of just laughed, he like loved it. So after I got drafted, that was a story like, you know, showed you had some balls, kid, or something like that. I didn't even know what the hell was going on. And then later on, as you really get to know this guy, you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, I would have never done that. Like, yeah. That's as bad as it gets. Let me go with you. That is fucking. Now the bird shut up. Yeah. <laughs> He's like now Tony Soprano of the uh, NHL. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, man. It was, it's, well, even when I got drafted, even when I got drafted, they were like, um, you know, because it was getting, it was taking a while for me to get drafted. And you're just sitting there and you just want to be, you know, you want your name to get called. And uh, they're like, you know, they're like, uh, the New Jersey Devils select Scott Gomez and my agents at the time are right there. And they're like, fuck, you know, all my family, we all jump up and you see my agent like, 
fuck. And you look and you're like, what do you mean, fuck? And they're like, oh, no, no, that's great. But you, know, you don't realize that they're going to have to try to deal with Lou. And that's probably the, like the last guy to fucking deal with. <laughs> Dude, that guy, he is fucking scary, though. Because man. it was funny. Like, I've listened to Spit and Chicklets, and I was just listening to uh, <clears throat> your episode on there. And you mm. did you did his voice. And, and I've been watching your show, too. Uh, yeah. Scotty's Home. Uh, yeah. Scotty's House, yeah. Scotty's House. And yeah. uh, you do, you you drop all kinds of, you know, that was, uh, I, I just got done watching the, uh, the spearfishing one. Oh, yeah. you, you <laughs> we, had that salmon had couple, duct tape to that fucking. Spear. Well, what happened was is that we uh, you kind of get the concept of the show, but it's um, funny as hell. We uh, we you know fish weren't in at the time, and we were just going to the cabin to film that. Help my dad some, so we're like, ah, fuck, we'll just go get a fit. Couldn't find one; they just had fillets. So then there was a fucking stuffed animal fish head there. So my dad's you know stringed it up, and yeah, because people, I mean. And the funny thing is, there's a couple of people that that watched it, and they're like, "That fish didn't really look that fresh." And it's like, I just threw a fucking <laughs> stick with the it with was the, with the bone, yeah, yeah, like it with the clean. bone, like, like you know that it was duct taped <laughs> on. You know that was not even coming anywhere near that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So we, we had fun with that, we, and we had a couple. Uh, we, me and my buddy, there, we, uh, we, we, we had a couple on the. I mean, the guy who driving was all right, but we. Uh, yeah, we were dying. Like, if you guys think you were laughing there, you should saw us. I mean, we just thought it was the dumbest thing. Like, Honestly. have you have you ever legit rode a boat before? <laughs> yeah, you know, it wasn't that. It was the uh, his oar was fucked up. The oar. I mean, I've done it. Oh, yeah, like I've I've done. Yeah, the oar was so it looks like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but literally, it's, no. I mean, those things are like you'd be shocked because like the drift boat's a little different, but you drive some of those like rafts that we go on. I mean, they're like cattle. I mean, yeah, the the oar you shouldn't. That should be the last problem you have is the fucking oar and the one one time we're filling my buddy's boat i mean that thing just kept coming off and it's you know it's heavy as, as shit so yeah but that's why you had a great deck hand yeah. oh and that's yeah i mean like, like you're we, the uh, captain you're yeah, calling we, him the deck hand yeah <laughs> oh, uh, yeah and plus you saw we had a drink and shit we were doing yeah it was uh <laughs> it was it was you were drinking on right. your freaking uh bacon candle thing Oh no, those are just the jars. Yeah, the you're, you're margarita. You were drinking your margarita yeah. the the episode before that. That's funny. Yeah, those, oh, those jars you can do anything with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, so you're uh, so you're like rookie year, 19 years old. You win the cup your first fucking year in the league. What was that like? Yeah, it's like younger. Well, the it was it was different because the league was older, and so I mean we were down by Philly in the conference finals, three to one, I just thinking, shit, what a crazy year. There's, you know, that's probably it. Um, you know, and then, you know, guys step up and you see really what, how guys are. I mean, anyway, we win it and I didn't, I didn't know, I, I didn't know what the fuck was really going on. Like, it's just like, what, like, wow, this is something that, that, you know, we dream about. We all play for it in, in our backyards and then, you know, game seven, the Stanley cup, here it is. It's just, we've all grown up doing it. And now now we, I did it or we did it. And I remember Randy McKay was like, uh, you don't have kids or anything yet. Or yeah, I just still don't, but he goes, you don't have kids. And he's like, um, when that thing comes out, when they bring it out, he's like, it's like, almost like, this is when you're going to freak out and fuck, they bring it out. And you're like, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to touch that. I'm like, I'm going to be allowed to pick that up here in a couple of, I don't know when my turn is. I'm probably really last in line or whatever, but I want to pick that up. But 
the guys were very, uh, very adamant and they were really good at letting me know how special this was at my age. If that makes sense. It wasn't like, you know, don't take this. It wasn't, I didn't take it for granted one bit because of the older guys definitely knew how special this was and how guys have played their whole career and won't get to pick this up. And you've already got it. You've already accomplished that. Mm-hmm. And I think it was uh, Bobby Holik and like Randy McKay. They did say, I mean, I don't know if I was holding it up or what happened, but it was basically like, you got that out of the way. It's, you know, it's business now. Like, what did you cause think back then, Holy shit. what's, what's that? I just, you can't, you, first of all, you're like, you know, how heavy is it? How you, you just don't know what's going on. Like you can't, and then when they, and then you give it to you and you're just like, oh, you know, you, you, I think you're practicing too, what you're going to do. Like, you know, you see, we're all grown up. You got to give it a kiss. You got to like, yeah. you just, you know, you're, if you know better, you're like, you know, cause the cameras are all there. I mean, I, I think my first one, I just got this dumb cheesy, like in the second one, it looks like, cause they, they always pick like one photo of it. And the second one, I'm just screaming where I kind of, I don't know which one I like better, but, but uh, it was something that, and, and, and people don't realize like we were, we were exhausted. Like we, the game five was a triple overtime. Game six was double overtime. Like it was almost like, just get this thing, like, let's get it over with. Like, this is something that like, I mean, it's true. You hear all those stories, like when, uh, when Gretzky and them were, were walking by the Islanders room and, uh, and everyone was partying crazy, except like the players were exhausted. I always remember that. Cause it was, I mean, people think like, what'd you guys do that night? What did we went back to the hotel and they had like a dinner set up, but guys were exhausted. We didn't do anything. Like it was just, I mean, we made up for it the next week. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, but, but yeah, but, but that night it was literally like, just, Oh my God, it's over. And, it, and me and Jay Pandolfo were like in the room and in, in Dallas, cause we left the next morning and it's like, fuck man. Like we just want to, like, <laughs> we just want to Stanley cup. Like what, like what the hell's going on? And you're just constantly on the phone with people and stuff. But yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy. It was, uh, it was, it was a unique and special, uh, special thing. Well, what what was your first like go, going back to <clears throat> when you first got drafted and you walk into the New Jersey uh, dressing room? What, what what was that like? You know, like just just walking in there and seeing all them well, studs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's easier because the, when you go to camp for your first time, there's so many other guys there. And I think I was at, they had rookie camp back then. It's like a week before camp. So I was already with, like, I already knew some of the, the minor league guys or, you know, you know, some guys. Um, back then camps were like two weeks long, like they're longer now. I mean, I think about my third or fourth year, it was like three days. Bang. The team's already said like everyone else go where it's it kind of sucks for the young guys then, because it is neat where you, you're splitting teams. You're with, I think, I mean, my first, I think, um, I think my first team, I was with Scotty Stevens. Like, are you kidding me? And, and we're not in the big locker room. We're like in one of the, the, the small locker rooms, like, holy shit, Scotty Stevens is getting dressed in, you know, this, and you're just not like, you can't, you know, and then it's kind of neat because just the way we've always been with our guys, our, our boys, when you see them after summer juniors, you're, you're shooting the shit. Well, you're hearing like, you know, Scotty Stevens and Randy, or Ken Danico and, and Randy McKay talking about their summers and what's going on. You're just sitting there like, <laughs> like, wow, that's pretty cool. I'm hearing, I'm hearing, yeah, I'm hearing conversations. So you're with other people. That was fine. It's when they started breaking up and I'm still there where you really realize like, 
I have nothing in common with any of these guys. Just keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything. Um, be kind of be the first one on the ice, be the last one off and just keep it hush hush. The worst time I ever had, or one that always brings up my memories is, um, so I go back, uh, yeah, my 18 year, I go back and right after the year, um, we lose to Kamloops in the Western finals. And the next day I have to fly out to New Jersey. And I, I was hoping that maybe I would, uh, yeah, this is, this is the year before I made the team. So I was hoping maybe I'd, um, I would get to, uh, play in the minors or whatever. So I've only met these guys at camp. So I'm nine, I'm 19 now. And I thought I was going to Albany, which was, would have been cool. I would have liked to see how I could do there, but they're, they're playing Pittsburgh in the first round. And I'm staying across the hotel right across from the rink with this hotel. It's probably not even legal for players to stay at the turtle Brook in and any guy that's ever played there heard it. They, they, they account for that. But, um, I get, I'm just hanging around. No one's telling me what to do anything. I don't even know why the fuck I'm here. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not going to Albany. What am I doing? So finally the trainer calls me. He's like, Hey, uh, you're going to skate with the guys at like, um, it's, it's an optional, whatever you're going to skate with the guys. And I'm like, okay. So like be at the rink at like 11 or 12, whatever. So I get there, I got my junior bag. I'm walking in and the, these guys are in playoffs. Like, uh, playoffs haven't even started yet. So I'm sure they're all going, you know, what the fuck's this kid doing here? Like, and I got my bag. I don't even want to be there, I'm, you know, going around. I put my bag down and I go skate in, in an optional skate. And it's uh, Dave Anerchuk, the Hall of Famer. Love him. Um, yeah. He's, it's his first game ever that he's going to be a healthy scratch. Oh, so for, no. he's got to go out there and skate. And like, so it's a huge deal in the room that, Oh my God, Andy, Andy's not in the lineup. And, and once you get, once you get older and you realize like, like the magnitude of that, I had no clue. All I know is, as I think back, I'm like, what the fuck was Dave Anderchuk thinking where not only is he a healthy scratch, he's got to go skate and pre or, you know, uh, optional. And there's this fucking punk kid out there that he's on the ice with. I was like, Oh my God. Like, like it was just, it was a memory that I'm like, what? <laughs> cause I know if you reverse, you know, years later, that would happen to me. I would have been like, not only that, I'm on the ice with some fucking junior kid. What, what's going on here? So that was a that was a tough day for me, man. Uh, like like two two or three time fifty goal score or two. <laughs> oh, dude, I didn't even know. All I know there was rumbling around the room that Andy's out of the lineup. Andy's out of the lineup, and it, it, you know, I'm just sitting there. Was that a big deal? And what's going on? And yeah, so that was a uh, that was one of the most intimidating days I ever had. Like I just couldn't believe. I uh, once I really figured out what was going on, and then you know someone's trying to talk to you, but they they got playoffs. They're all focused on either getting back in the lineup or if guys are skating. I mean, the last thing they're going to do is worry about what's, what's going on with you or how are you doing. Winter is upon us, ladies and gentlemen, and with that brings the bad weather and tough driving conditions. The boys over at County Towing are ready to help. Whether you're having trouble getting your car started in the morning or you have the unfortunate experience of putting your vehicle in the ditch, these guys are here to help, day or night. Did you know that these hometown boys over at County Towing purchased Coxon's Towing a couple years ago, turning them into the largest operation in southern Ontario? There isn't anything County Towing can't do. The team over at County and Coxon Towing are the best in the biz. Trust me, I know. Just this year at the 2020 Provincial Tow Show, they took home three awards, including Recovery of the Year, for their work to recover a rolled-over tractor trailer loaded with steel coils hanging over an overpass on the expressway. You can you can even check out the boys at County Towing on the Discovery Channel hit TV series, Heavy Rescue 401. 
Look, there is no one else I would trust to get the job done. Service is their only business. If you need help, give County Towing a call at 519-738-2624. That number again is 519-738-2624. You won't be disappointed. And there he is, folks. Part one, Scotty Gomez. What a fucking guy, man. Seriously, my stomach hurt the next day. I was laughing so hard during this interview. Bro, my face hurt. I couldn't stop smiling. <laughs> I was smiling all day today. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we interviewed him last night, and, you know, this being Tuesday. Yeah. And this guy, like, my Coleco vision wasn't working very well, so he, I had to go down to your place, you know, yeah. to, to, to do this interview. It was just like, yeah, whatever. Don't yeah, even whatever. care. Yeah, take and your time, know, boys. <laughs> like you said, like you said to uh, Sean Avery. Hey, man, I smoke weed too. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> also, too, so I don't forget. Big shout out to our boy Darren McCarty, because Darren was actually the one who hooked us up with Scotty. So you're a fucking total beaut. So total beaut. So big shout out to Darren McCarty on that one. So he huge assist. He slid it over. We just had a tap in, you know what I mean? So oh, he's a plus four on that. Yeah. So thanks D Mac for that. You, uh, you had a few things you wanted to, uh, shoot the shit about over there, right? Yeah. What do you got? So did you know that the Toronto Maple Leafs have guys in their lineup that were first round draft picks? Oh, at their given time, right? So, mm-hmm. with uh, first round draft pick Joe Thornton, first round draft pick John Tavares, first round draft pick Austin Matthews, second round draft pick Jason Spezza, cleared waivers, but whatever. He at the time he was still on there. Mm-hmm. Right? Zach Bogosian, third round draft pick Mitch Marner, fourth round draft pick. Morgan Riley, fifth round draft pick. I apologize, not rounds, but overall. Overall. Yes. That's crazy. To clarify. Right. Yeah. That's nuts, yeah. dude. <laughs> a, 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 and and Wit being a fifth round draft pick that he would <laughs> he always tries to get guys on his show for it. Yeah. I just had to bring that up. You know, what's yeah, what because what went fifth overall in one fifth day. overall, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I and we, I love giving shout outs to the spit and chicklets guys because they're amazing, yeah. you know, like all our shit is basically after that, you know what I mean? Like, they're like our big fucking brothers, those guys. <laughs> we're our, we're their AHL team, yeah, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> yeah, we have fun doing it though, huh? Love it. I I love it. It's a good time. What else you got there, big dog? Well, I wanted I wanted to also talk about um like I, I I'm telling you, bro. The Leafs are gonna win the fucking cup. You just had just have a feeling? I I it's it's I've never been this excited about watching the Leafs in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I really think they got a handle on it. Being that um, their coach gets a full, you know what I mean? Like he 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 got training camp. It wasn't that he was just like, oh, 
Babcock's gone. You're in, you know, he got the full year out of it. So they were saying that guys from Toronto were texting other guys saying how hard camp was. Mm -hmm. Like, I I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They're, if they can keep everybody healthy and uh, keep firing on all those cylinders there, they I would say they have a shot. There, there, I, fuck, I, I'm, I'm jacked. I'm jacked. That interview, I, I'm jacked about the league. <laughs> yeah. like they just pumped, they just pumped, uh, like, what did you say? Cause it froze there. Sorry. Uh, I said they pump, they pump when. Yeah, yeah, Winnipeg, yeah, and like uh, it, it it was just a great game. Mm-hmm. But uh, did did you hear about that um, Marner Babcock? Babcock's coming out and saying uh, that incident was blown out of proportion and it didn't go down like. Uh, so that's it that's, was said. That's the one where. Marner said that he had to grade guys on his team, right? Right. Right. Okay. So what all kind of happened with that? Like kind of a gist of it, just. Just to be quick about it, uh, Babcock saying it didn't go down a- a- as it was said. And if you want to look further into it the, on uh, Sportsnet um, app, you can find the whole story. But he was just saying, basically, I just asked him where he ranked his himself on the work ethic of the players. And he had himself uh, ahead of um, uh, Tyler Bozak. Yeah. Well, Bozak went after him to say, hey, what the fuck? Yeah. And whether this happened or not, who fucking knows? Yeah. Right? This this is all like dressing room shit. I, I, I don't know if Babcock's just backpedaling on what happened mm-hmm. because you know he got shit on, and then you you go look at Franzen, right? It was Franzen that he was kicking and degrading, and you know, like it, it just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? Like, I mean, we're 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 armchair quarterbacks, yeah, and. You do that to a human being, and then you go uh, the back and talk about mental, uh, you know, disorder. Mm-hmm. And, and meanwhile, you're you're berating somebody. You're you're making the fuck they want to jump off a bridge because of the way you treat them. Yeah, it was crazy, dude. Now he's. An I, NBC I, I don't get it. <laughs> now he got hired by NBC. Well, isn't he a hockey analyst there now? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that, that's in the states. No, I know, but I'm saying though. I, I'm just saying nobody wants him in Canada because you're gonna fucking. I don't know if they fucking brought him in or something like that on one of these Canadian shows or whatever. And then after what they did to Don, and they brought in a guy like that, you know what I mean? I'd be pissed. I'm gonna tell you something. My theory was. That they were going to get rid of Don Cherry before this even happened. I used to talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. But before they got rid of Don Cherry, they brought Babcock into Toronto. 
and he had a five-year contract. I'm pretty sure it was. So at that end of that five years, they were going to get rid of Don Cherry and Babcock was going to end up being the coach's corner. Come on. That was what I thought. If if that shit wouldn't have came out about him degrading, belittling, you know, there's been so many guys that have been on like the the, the spit and chicklets that have come out and said, you know, I I, I walk out, I'm sitting there, I'm looking at the arena. I'm like, oh my God, I I, I made it. I made it. And and Babcock comes out and says, get a good look because it's the last one you'll see. Yeah. Like, are you fucking shitting me? (laughs) It's because he's a dick. I gigantic he's a fucking penis <laughs> i'm surprised no one's punched him out i'll say i'll say it again i'm surprised no one's just not i can't believe that 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 more coaches and players have never got into just the fisticuffs yeah you know like it just blows my mind blows my mind because you think about all the tough guys that were in the nhl and then you know, you go back to the interview with Scotty Gomez and him talking about Pat Burns yeah. and him saying, I'm crying when yeah. I'm out in the parking lot. Yeah. And he's where are you going? Yeah. You get back. I forgot something in my car. Yeah, I'm going to my car. <laughs> yeah, he's that, was, that was one of the greatest stories. But he, he feared him. Yeah. It's you know? It's nuts. Completely. Yeah. Completely insane. Um, didn't you have? Did did you have one more thing? I thought you. Yeah, had- I did. Uh, that that's uh, Stutzel. Yeah. I hope I'm saying this right. I'm probably butchering it, but uh, his his um, first goal. What a, a fucking beaut! It was a, of a goal. High and coordination, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Shots taken, pops up in the air. And as it's coming down, it barely touches the ice. He takes a clapper and fucking blows it by uh, Anderson. Yeah. What a way Unbelievable. to get eh? Yeah. And you know what? I had the biggest smile on my face for that kid because we just got done watching the World Juniors, and it was fantastic. Yeah. And I watched this kid – go through all that COVID shit that, and he was one of the leading scorers in that tournament. Yeah. Even though his team kept losing. I know it was insane, dude. Yeah. I think, uh, do you think he'll be good for them down the road? Oh, fuck. He's, he's going to, he, I'll I'll bet you, I'll bet you he's going to be right up there with the, uh, the Canadian kid there that went to uh, the Rangers, um, Lafreniere. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. He's good. Yeah. He's real good. Um what else was I gonna say? I was gonna say something. Yeah, I, I forget though. Fuck. I'm out of it. <laughs> hey, that marijuana is a crazy drug. <laughs> it's not a drug, man. It's like having a beer. Right? Oh no, it's not. <laughs> not even fucking close. <laughs> It's good time. <laughs> it is Leave good it alone. Time. <laughs> it is but all time. right. Do you have anything else? Cause I'm tapped out brother. Nope. I think we I'm hit good. everything right. I'm going to cross the coach, watch the Red Wings game tonight. They're playing probably check that out. See how it goes. So 
Everybody. I can already tell you how it's going to finish. Oh, here we go. Okay, guess. Oh, Rob's holding up the L. <laughs> what it's a big loss. <laughs> nice guy. Real fucking nice. <laughs> All right, everybody. Until next week, we'll drop part two, Scotty Gomez, next week. Until then, Aunt Rob, signing off. We're out of here. See ya. Peace. Yeah, I can get behind it.